What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. Okay, Sarah and I are back at the podcast table. Today we're talking about Ragnar Trail Atlanta. This happens in the month of April, and it is usually one of the first Ragnar Relay races of the year. Sarah, let's talk about it. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How um how did it go um, travel-wise? What was the uh, itinerary? How did that all play out? So uh, for me, I flew. Um, a, it was it was a straight shot from D.C. to, to Atlanta. Um, some people were driving. Actually, a lot of the team were driving. So, um, and we kind of like linked up at the airport. Whoever was there, the driver would like whoever's driving by at that moment picked up the person. Um, or the two people or the three people, however it worked out. And it really worked out really well, which is awesome. And, you know, it's, it's not always that way. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. What was the team name? Do you remember it? Um, so it was three teams, and it was all about flamingos. So it was probably one of the flocking flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> flocking flamingos. Yeah. That's really cool. And then did you race with anybody you knew, or was it a... Uh... They're all strangers. So I knew Lisa Sump, and she's like awesome with putting like she has like 19 teams this year. Um, she did more last year. 19 teams. Yes. Last year. Uh huh. Wow. Well, actually, 19 teams this year. She did more last year. Oh, she's helped organize 19. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Okay, cool. So um, I think she was she her and Ambrosowski were the only two people I kind of knew. No, there was also Deb and Libby. They were there. Also, they oh, yeah. were from Immortals from last year. It's just like, it felt like I'm among legends just from the get-go in Atlanta. And it was very nervous. And it was just like my first one. And When I, when I ran the Atlanta one, I guess it was last year, I also was on a team with people who were at Immortal the year before, or the, the open season before and the season before that. And it was really neat because in my mind – for Atlanta was my second of the year because yeah. I had met this back when Miami counted. And um, they were so laid back about being immortal, but because I was just in the beginning of my journey, I was really wired tight. Like I was really focused on my logistics and uh, more my travel logistics squared away. And did I pack all the right things? Did I overpack or underpack? Stuff like that. So it's fun to also pick the brains of the immortals from the years before because you say, hey, what what's this like and what's that like? So I get it. Yeah, it was, um, it's just, yeah, it's like still for me is a learning experience. Um, you know, Atlanta is my sixth Ragnar. So, you know, I'm still pretty new to this. That's true. But you have enough experience to go after the immortal classification. So how was the, how was the, the course? Um, the course was, was challenging, um, and honestly, I, I started my first my first loop was a green and um, I was so nervous that the first mile 
it was flat. It was like nothing. It was gravel and it was annoying, but it was just flat. And I kept questioning. I'm like, you think you can do this? I kept talking down to myself and I'm like, why am I doing that? Like, I am here. I am doing it. Like, I have my whole year planned out. Like, why am I talking myself out of this? And it turned out that my biggest challenge was my negative self-talk. And it was just like, I had to combat that, like, you know, in the second mile, like, I was just kind of getting in the groove and, you know, um, the green loop was, it gets a little bit technical and you get, like, kind of go down, like, some routes and stuff. Um, you just got to be careful. Uh, I usually, like, when I see, like, a caution sign, because they, they always have them, I kind of slow down and assess before I move on because, you know, I don't want to fall hurt myself, like, at the beginning of the journey, so. Yeah, I get that. I get that. The um, it's it's. I've run Richmond two or three times, and I'm trying to think. Green is inside. It's a loop that's built inside of the red loop, right? Do you remember the map? A little bit, yeah. A and little then, bit. So yeah, it's it's a little bit. To, I think the first mile and the last mile and a half, or something like that. That's so. right. I remember that long flat gravel start section. That's right. And then, so the green is a good way to kind of get tested out in yeah. Atlanta because. The yellow, if that happens to be your next one, but I assume it was red. And red is just a long grind. Um, and if I remember correctly, you can you can really see other runners a lot when you're on red because green and red come close to each other. Do you remember? Did you yeah. That? So, um, so green and red kind of like, or actually, it's more. I think it was the yellow and red. They they end together. They start together. Um, but um, I can't remember which one is intersecting. But for me, red at night was a little bit challenging because you are climbing this like rocky mountain like there's nothing if it was raining you would be slipping oh sarah so you know what happened <laughs> they changed it they did <laughs> they changed the colors of the loops from the last time that i did it so originally when i did it the big perimeter longest loop at least how it was a year before um was red and then there was a loop that ran inside of it, and that was green. And then yellow went out on what I was going to call the rocks. So you're saying that red is Had now... Had the yellow, the rocky, the rocky mountain going off, and then you go off into the field. And then for me, what how I knew I was passing by the lake was the bullfrog, which I thought was bears. And I have, like, <laughs> wild imagination at night, and I'm thinking the walking dead are going to come at me, or, like, bears are coming. And then... I was so scared for one second, and then I saw like a, a little bit of a hill, so like I wanted to charge to just kind of get my mind off of it. And then a couple of runners that came behind me and one like kind of slowed down and was walking with me and checking on me, which was nice. You know, that's what Ragnarians do: check on each other, make sure everything is okay, especially at night. And and I was like, I heard like something, and he's like, was well, it a bullfrog? And I think I thought it was a bear, and he's like, no, there's no bears, it's a bullfrog. <laughs> And I felt like it was kind of coming towards me. It was like, they're busy, like, running away from you, so don't worry about it and enjoy your uh, run. And he's like, you know, which loop is this? And I'm like, this is my second. He's like, it's my fifth. We have a lot of people missing. And I'm oh. like, oh, my God. So, yeah, a lot of people are, like, we're missing, like, runners and they're trying to make up for um, runners, which is nice. Our team did something like that, too, so. Wow, and then, um, so, running across yellow, well, which would have been red for you. I guess we call it the rock section. The rock section. You ran over that at nighttime. Yes. Did they have it lit up with the flashing LED lights, or were you just following a trail marker? Just the trail marker right. so in my, your in light. In my first year, uh, Ragnar was sponsored, like, really big by Nathan Lights, and they would set up on that section. So not only was it 
rocky and maybe a little slick rock, but they every like five feet they put another flashing disco yeah. light. So that's how they lit up the uh, the trail. No, and it was weird for like the red one because like going and coming back in the end, you're crossing people. It's not like even a separate line. It's just we're in the same like just like a you know one right. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one and, way. And that was neat because it's right next to a golf course. You probably mm -hmm. didn't see that if it was nighttime. I saw um, the fields. Yeah, that was probably yeah. golf courses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was your favorite part about the course? Like, what did you what did you find to be like really awesome? Um, I really, really enjoyed the the yellow loop because mm -hmm. um, it was there was there were root it was very rooty um, and there were hills, but it was kind of like I I, I want to say like I don't know if it makes any sense, but it's like it's cleaner. Like, there's no like. Um, Nothing in the way. It's a trail. It's a clearly marked trail. It's groomed. Yes, mm -hmm. groomed. Yeah. Okay, and then that course was the uh, Olympic back in the was it the '94 Olympics? I guess. Oh. It was the um, part of that was the horseback racing courses. Oh, nice. And the mountain bike racing courses. That's so awesome. So you were actually running on the Olympic course for mountain bikes, and then a lot of cyclists out there use it all the time so that's why it stays groomed like that oh yeah it was it was awesome i really enjoyed it and the views were really great and actually i did it at a time like it was like saturday morning so it was it was a really good time it's, it was starting to get hot because like you know it's atlanta but... no doubt <laughs> yeah. but it was i really enjoyed it was there anything you didn't like about the course anything you would have liked to have prepared differently um i think it was just not really. I just didn't like the sand. The sand was bothering me uh, in some parts of it. It was not Describe a lot. Describe what that was like. Huh? Describe what that was like. It's just like it was annoying. It's just like getting sand in your um, in your shoes. And also like running on sand is not comfortable. And it's just like I need something a little bit solid to kind of like push off. And um, Did you have any rain? Um, it rained a little bit when I was in the red loop at night. But the night before, actually, Thursday night, it was raining. So some of it was kind of like muddy and like kind of, you know, you were sliding a little bit. But um, I take my time. I don't risk injuries. I, 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 for me, the goal is to finish my three loops. That is a very smart approach, specifically going, uh, trying to go immortal. You got to make sure you survive it. The, um, um, the week after my Atlanta I was doing demo in a house that I was selling, and I was demoing a tile floor. Oh and I ended God. up um, straining both of my MCLs oh, in inside my kneecaps. And I ended up running my entire immortal bid uh, with knee braces or injured. Like, I never could. Eh, story for another time. But basically, <laughs> um, that was my last genuinely fast race until almost the fall because of that injury. Yeah. So what did you find... Um, that you, because when you go to a Ragnar, you have to pack and you have to prep for the right clothes and you have to make sure you have the right shoes. You got to kind of gauge what the weather is. All of this has to happen. If you're traveling on an airplane, ideally it's in like one bag in a perfect world. Um, what did you find through planning that was uh, something you're really successful with? So what was something that worked the way, exactly how it should have worked? Um, so I think that part, Kevin, I is like, an easy part for me because I'm an, a type A personality. I have OCD traits and I feel like everything to me is organized, like, you know, runner one, like r loop one, and I write the, the, like if it's a red, a green, or a, a, so I need to know what kind of pants or shorts or like what kind of, you know, 
shirt or a bra or like do I need a hydration pack is it that long do I need like just a regular like a small bottle in my hand and is it nighttime so I need I put the lights within that bag so and so it's like everything for me is organized and I you know was able to bring it down to like one luggage with my tent my cot my chair uh, sleeping bag and all my three outfits for running three outfits for lounging and some warm clothes for like or like a I have like a big like a poncho type uh, kind of sweater that I wear for like cold weather um, and then the shoes that I travel with it would be my biggest shoes like if I if I brought like if you've, if it was muddy and I have like boots on I'll like but I didn't bring any boots I just brought like one of my running shoes that I wore so um, and I had a carry-on so and I also go to school so I have my books in my backpack so I'll bring that with me um, so everything that I need for camping and for running is in my luggage. But that you found that to have been that worked out really well. Yes, absolutely. On, on this trip, yeah. what um what would be the what was the most challenging surprise that you had? Like oh I forgot my shoelaces or oh the food trucks didn't show up I should have been more prepared or scenarios like that. Well, the. It's the most the surprise was like kind of like the dynamic of the team more than my packing part because like I really did well with that part. And again, I told you like I like I check and recheck and recheck. So that's kind of like I'm not worried about that part. And I'm like I have it kind of down. But like the team dynamic is like I, I told you I only knew a couple of people, and it's just to see like how things kind of like took a little bit longer and we had to double up and then just kind of the organization kind of went out of whack a little bit. Yeah, I found. When I traveled for my immortal, especially in the beginning, because in the beginning of the year, Jenny hadn't signed on to do immortal yet. Oh. Um, so she crammed all hers into like the June and on. But the first races I was signing up for, many of them I consider myself a mercenary. I was a hired gun. I was on a team of people who maybe they were runners, maybe they weren't runners, maybe some of them were runners and some of them weren't runners. But I, um, I was just there to cover my laps. I knew I just wanted to get to check that box that, hey, Ragnar, I just ran this particular race. I want the credit for it, and I'm moving on with my day, you know. And um, some team dynamics were organized and some were not. Um, but I, I always had the impression of I was always prepared that if a team began to implode or the systems began to fail or there was no leadership or assigned leadership, I could just sit in my chair and be cool. I'm just going to cover my laps, not start or play in any of the drama. Um, so I, I get it. I get team dynamics can be really squirrely, but then you can be on a great team, right? Like foodies and drinkers or bros and bras or the lunatics out of Pittsburgh mm. or, or whomever or a, a carb load crew out of Florida. Oh, yeah. I saw carb load this yeah. past one. So you could be on any of, those, any of those teams that have really great dynamics and systems mm. already in place. That makes it a lot easier. So... Um, well, cool. So let's see. Let me look at my notes here and make sure we're covering all the bases. Oh, this is a fun part. Two pieces of advice. Not necessarily for somebody going immortal, but for somebody who's going to Atlanta. What are two things you want to tell them to be ready for? The heat. So um, one thing that helped me was like a neck fan that I ran with. It really, really helped with the heat. Um, wait, wait. Say a neck fan. Yes. So a fan that blows air on you while you're running. Yeah. So it's like it goes. It sits on your neck, and it looks like it looks like Beats headphones, and the air comes through your neck, like around your neck, so it doesn't come like in your face. It's just on your neck. And it cools your juggler. It cools. Yep. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it really helped. And um, actually just like kind of hydrating, 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 and just kind of like keep eating. Like I, I can't eat big meals in between. And that was my biggest challenge is like not being able to eat like a full meal in between runs. So I just make sure that I have like enough protein. I'll have like nuts and, um, you know, kind of like my vitamins. I take um, and I drink a lot of water. So that's kind of what really helped good. me. Up. Yeah, I, I try to. If I'm ever giving anybody advice that's new to it and they're going to a race where it might be hot, I mean, if I'm going out west to the mountains, I do a 10-day hydration plan. Like, I, I hydrate oh, for 10 days prior. Nice. And then, like, I have a race coming up just this weekend, and I do a four-day hydration plan where I'm, I'm really getting it in. I mean, it's only a 5K. So how much do you drink in a day? Um, 120 ounces minimum. That's not bad. You know, and my goal is 150. Okay. And sometimes I hit... 80 mm -hmm. but that's better than 40 mm -hmm. so i'm usually ready when i get there to the race yeah so for atlanta it's be prepared for heat and keep find ways to keep cool and the second one was hydration just stay hydration yeah that's that pairs up with heat also actually i just thought of one more thing <laughs> oh what's that <laughs> it's like when you camp just find a place where like there are trees so you're not like in the midst of the heat you know, it's like usually people are like, and you need a, a, a like a cart or a trolley or something to carry your stuff all the way in. We almost forgot to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, for you who don't know, um, at Atlanta, it changes from year to year sometimes, but usually you pull up in a parking lot where you unload your gear and then your campsite could be a solid hundred meters away. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those people that packs a lot of gear or if you're the part of the team that's responsible for the the canopy and the chairs and a grill or whatever infrastructure your team may or may not have in a race like atlanta you're going to want to have a cart with wheels to drag it that that'll really change your life great great remember that sarah yeah that was the hardest loop for me was to drag my two luggages because i'm traveling and it's <laughs> luggages through that mud and i'm like that was harder than the three loops combined <laughs> that's hilarious we had a uh, a severe thunderstorm um on the first night of racing or mm -hmm. on on that friday night and it, it really soaked the course but luckily it drained really well also so yeah. there was mud in camp but not so much on the trails mm. was there anything else we want to talk about for atlanta no, but I, I think it's, you know, it was, even it's hot, it's great. You should try it once at least. Definitely. It, it really is a great course. Having done quite a few of them, I would rate it uh, for a level of difficulty. If like a one is super, super easy and five is super, super hard, I would put it right at a 2.5 to a three. That's, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Very good. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and end this one and then we'll jump to the next race. So... Sarah, thanks for being on the Break It Down for Brackets podcast. And the next race we'll be talking about is Richmond. Richmond, yeah. Booyah. See you then. All right. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown, and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. 
Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.